At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's... In the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up, Doug Gottlieb show in the bonus on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Okay, here's what you're going to get in this podcast. Okay, we'll talk about all four of the NFL games. And we'll talk a little bit about the Caitlin Clark incident. Okay. Um... And, uh, you know, there's some other stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, Jason Kelsey was awesome. Um, I, I, have a, I have a statement I'll make about the don't show Taylor Swift people out there. Can I start there? Yeah, you know what? I can start wherever the fuck I want, correct? Yeah, why not? All right, here's the thing with the Taylor Swift people. Everybody shut the fuck up, okay? Seriously. She's the most famous and popular performer on earth right now. Let me repeat. She's the most famous and popular performer on earth. Okay. And in television, I'm so sick and fucking tired of people telling TV people how to do their job when they know how to do their job. And I say this because how many times did you watch a Laker game back in the day and they would show Jack, right? Jack, Jack. And why would they show Jack? He wasn't dating into Lakers. I don't know if he's dating into Laker girls. I don't know. What I do know is he was a signature Laker fan sitting in a signature Lakers seat. And he was, at the time, and maybe at any time, one of the most popular and successful actors in the history of the field. So, of course, you would show him, right? Why won't we show Taylor Swift? Explain that to me. It's li- I I'm, I just I actually come out of my skin because you have reasonable people go like ah oh, you're gonna shout Taylor Swift again yes 
just like they showed Jason Kelsey yesterday because he's the brother there. It's fucking awesome. Like, look, I am done with the haters to it. Even you, Jace, too. It appears they be, they're be they a couple. Okay? The whole thing. Dude's got Riz, right? He wanted to ask her out. So he used his platform to ask the most successful and popular performer on earth out. And he got a date. And he got a second date. And she's his girlfriend. So fuck you to people who think it's a bad thing for television to show the most popular woman performer on earth cheering for a boyfriend at a football game. I mean, we did it with Brenda Warner who's ex-military, they're still happily married, right? We This is what we do. We latch on to a story. It becomes popular. Every once in a while, we show them. That's what we do. Why are the rules different when you have the most popular female performer on earth? They're, the answer is, they're not. So CBS, you, I got no problem. Carte blanche, okay? Don't need it all the time, but celebratory? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Okay, we got that out of the way? Good. Jason Kelsey, also awesome. Like, just retires, goes to cheer for his brother, clearly gets tanked in the parking lot with Bill's Mafia, drinking, shirt off, celebrating his brother a touchdown. It's awesome. If I ever played for a Super Bowl, I want my brother drunk, shirt off, up there, uh, drinking as well. Wouldn't you? Okay, good. Now, as far as the football game. Um, I understand that, uh, Stefan Diggs dropped what was an incredible throw from Josh Allen could have been a game changer. And I believe Josh Allen played great football. Great. Not as perfect as when they lost at Kansas city and he basically played a perfect game, but really good. What's lost in it though, was Kansas city left that door open a bunch And whether it was the second down throw on his last drive or the third where he should have just gone underneath, but he wasn't really, he had a guy open over the middle deep and just missed the throw. Missed. And I understand weather conditions are bad. Wind is bad. He probably wasn't set, probably wasn't ready, didn't know he was going to be open, but it was a second down. And if you're going to go for a touchdown on that throw, you got to be close. He wasn't close and his his receiver was wide open. Um, clearly they miss Davis, their number two or number three threat. He was out with injury. That sucks. Um, where they, they appeared to be limited, but the chiefs gave them ample opportunities to move the ball and score. And then what do you say about a kicker? Who's been good all year. And then chokes, in, you know, chokes in that mag after looking shaky last weekend, he looked shaky last weekend and he just choked. Uh, I think Josh Allen's a total stud. I've heard people say, break up the bills. Why would you break up the bills? Just fix stuff. That was an intense and incredible football game. And Pat Mahomes has done it again. Right? Mahomes has done it again. Six years, six AFC championship games. Some years he's been a wizard. And when he's had weapons, some years he's just found a way to get it done. He's come from behind. He's had the lead. He's done it all. Now he's done it on the road. What more can you say? The guy is amazing. He's an amazing football player. 
Additionally, neither of those two teams have any sort of pass rush. Do I think the offensive line's got away with a little bit of holding? Sure, but neither guy was touched. I don't think there was a sack in either game. And, um, you know, it's the same old, same old for Buffalo. You can't put pressure on a quarterback, especially a guy as good as Mahomes. That stuff's going to happen to you. Um, I don't hate to say it. I was right about Brock Purdy. He's just a guy, right? They got a really good team. They appeared to be really tight and they survived Green Bay. They're frankly lucky, right? Green Bay blows a field goal. That could have changed that game. Um, and you know, I, I thought Jordan love that last interception that he threw. That's where you kind of Brett Farvian, you know, try to throw across your body and zing one in there because you have great arm talent when long-term we know that doesn't work. Still, the season is a success for the Packers, despite the loss and the Niners. We know where their limitations are. And like, look, I'm not sitting here telling you. Okay, that Brock Purdy stinks. What I'm telling you is what I said seven or eight weeks ago when people wanted him to be the MVP of the league. Like, just because you're the quarterback of a team that overwhelms most of their opponents because they have way better players than everybody and you get the ball where it needs to go does not an MVP make. Right? The reason Josh Allen is a more appropriate MVP, even though he had a half of the season where it wasn't good, is because they literally win or lose based upon whether he plays well or doesn't. The perfect example is last night's game. Right? Last night's game. You got a dude open, kind of an off-platform throw, wasn't really ready to make it, and he zings it second and nine, and he just underthrows it. I don't know if he wasn't ready, if his feet weren't set, but the read was perfect. The throw was not. But because he doesn't make one throw, they don't win. That, that's, not, that's not Brock Purdy's game. And it doesn't mean that he's the worst or that I'm, I'm not telling you anything that everybody else doesn't know. Josh Allen has to be perfect for them to win. Brock Purdy does not. Does not. I mean, Lamar has to be nearly perfect for them to win. Brock Purdy does not. Patrick Mahomes has to be nearly perfect for them to win. So you go, go kind of to all of these different things. Um, but I do think that the Niners were tight. I don't think they'll be as tight. I continue to think that uh, Baker Mayfield is much more like what we've seen this year than the, the highs in Cleveland or the lows in Cleveland. He's good. He's fine. He's a solid starting quarterback. He's okay. Don't overpay him. Put good players around him. Don't expect for him to, again, Josh Allen it or Pat Mahomes it, and you'll be good. You'll be better good than great. But he's much better in that kind of underdog role than the number one overall pick carrier franchise role. That's not him. Um, the Lions are okay. They're fine. I can't believe they they got a tight end today that's going to get to play for them next week in Zach Ertz. Um, but if you think, I mean, Look, Jared Goff is Matt Ryan 2.0. That's who he is. He's bright. He gets the football where it needs to go. He's great at checkdowns. He he doesn't have flaws as a human being. But is he going to make an otherworldly throw or a series of otherworldly throws to win you a game? No, he's not. And you add to the fact they're going to be playing outdoors this weekend, and this one's easy in terms of the Niners. 
And as far as the Ravens, I thought that they were tight and they weren't great the first half. And that could have been a better game had Houston been able to capitalize. They could not. And once they kind of got their footing, they dominated and kind of walked away uh, pretty pretty clean from the game. Those, those, my, those are the four games. Those are the rundown. So we have Chiefs taking on the Ravens. Um, and I think this is an unbelievable matchup. And if you look back, okay, you look back, this is going to be a big challenge for Lamar because the one team that seemed to have a great sense of how to beat Lamar back when no one could beat Lamar in the regular season was the Chiefs. They did a great job of keeping him in the pocket and limiting his ability to run. We'll see if he and this offense has truly evolved or not. And I think the Niners win in a walk. It won't be easy because you'll get everything for it won't be because you'll get everything from the Lions, but the Lions just aren't as good. And now when you get rid of some of those jitters, I think they'll 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 win fairly handily. That's my NFL weekend. Now, the Caitlin Clark thing. Do you guys see it? Okay, so Ohio State beats Iowa women's basketball. No one traditionally cares about this at all, except Caitlin Clark is a thing. Right, she's a Jimmer for debt. She's leading the country in scoring and assists, like Trey Young. She's amazing. She had 45, and they lost to Ohio State. Ohio State storms the floor, and they're celebrating the middle of the floor. She's running off the floor. A woman's running on the floor, holding up her fucking phone. The most annoying thing ever. Right? I'm storming the court, looking at my phone, and she runs into her. And what you get when you see the actual replay is, you know, Caitlin Clark was down in a heap and, oh, she flopped. She was acting. Okay, let me take Caitlin Clark's side in this, this, in this element of it. Okay. If you've ever been walking and somebody walked into you without you seeing them at all, right? You know, you're spa- like, you have your AirPods in. And you're walking, you don't see, and somebody, bam, walks into you. It freaking hurts, doesn't it? Okay, now run full speed, trying to get off the court, not looked in, not thinking anybody, and all of a sudden somebody runs plumb into you, and it hurts. Now, is it as bad as it feels initially? Of course not. But she got run into. And the issue is not with court stormings, it's with the preparation the security. There's a security person right there that stopped doing their job. That's all. Do your fucking job. Keep people away from the star. Let escort the, the the visitors off the home court and we'll be fine. I would not eliminate court stormings because some idiot chick was looking at her phone when she was running on the court. The phone thing will be the end of all of us. We all know this. Okay, I'm spent. Jay Stu, go pick away. What, what do you got issues with? Where is it? The Caitlin Clark, the way the Caitlin Clark thing was was covered. Let's, let's can we break that down? So, sure. Um, so it happens, and then there's just this massive outcry, and people are like, "This is why you you can't have people storming the court." And look at this: one of the best players in the sport may have been taken out. Blah blah blah. Okay, outrage. Um, and then they started showing Zapruder film and like different angles and yes. slow mo back. And, and, and at that left. at that point, it seems like Caitlin got got her elbow up in time to block anything, and whether it was even some some aggression with her elbow. So, at, at that point, the as you put it, 
the people coming out saying, oh, not only was she not hurt, but she was faking it. What was the reason for the medical attention? And, and it just looked like a sourpuss after a, a tough loss, and she was, was milking it. So I found the coverage of that incident uh, very funny as it evolved through the day. So at the end of the day, the way you come out of it is you defend Caitlin because no fan should run into any player at any point in time at the, the game. Uh, but you're willing to give us that a, a, she couldn't have actually been hurt in that situation, which everyone thought initially, right? I just like, here's the issue with women's basketball. Okay. The, you want to be treated as equals. Okay. Everything is like, we want to be equal. And it like, let's even start with, there was this nonsense a couple years ago. If you remember at the final four, when, um, the women's final four, they're like, the weight room was like um, a Bowflex, you know, a shake weight, and and a mat. And, and they, they posted it, and they're like, this not equal to the men's. <clears throat> okay. So the women's NCAA tournament combined with all of the other, all of the other championship NCAA sports, ESPN just did a deal, $65 million per year. A lot of money, right? Okay. The deal for the men's NCAA tournament. No other sports, no nothing else, just the 68 teams involved. And the deal was signed like five years ago as an extension. So the value is probably 2x of what it was signed for. It is $770 million per year. Let me repeat, $770 million per year. So what's my point? My point is not to be a prick. Okay, My point is, this is the marketplace. This is the marketplace. The market dictates your value. You are worth what somebody's willing to pay. And ESPN valued women's basketball in the NCAA tournament, along with all the other NCAA sports, which are money losers. Let's just be honest. Baseball, soccer, football, you know, soccer, anything non-football at their money losers and they'll make some money on women's basketball, but whatever the value is 65 million is the most they could get for it per year. And even if you say that women's basketball is the only thing of value, I don't think it is. I compare that to 700. So do you want to be equal or do you want to be treated better than your actual value? Should they have had Real weights in a real weight room? Yeah. That doesn't come down to the NCAA. That comes down to whoever fucking planned the thing. Okay? Whether it's UT San Antonio, because I think it was in San Antonio. That's UT San Antonio acting and performing small time and not getting a legit weight room. That's whose fault it is. But we always blame the NCAA. You want to be equal? Show me where it's equal. This is just like the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup. It's all about how much money you can bring in. Nobody gives a shit if it's women or men. It's can we make money on you? Secondly, I talked about this as Angel Reese last year. Okay? Angel Reese's entire act was total fucking bullshit. Right? You can't see me. Right? Yes. Yes, Caitlin Clark did that. She didn't do it in the face of anybody else. It was a celebratory thing. But even that, women talk all kinds of shit in basketball. Way more shit than men. Oh, what do you know? I fucking played. I played. In men's basketball, you're not allowed to talk shit. You dunk on somebody and go, 
in your in your mouth, bitch. Right? You get a tee, banged up, boom. Women's basketball, the coaches aren't allowed to talk to the refs at all. It's ridiculous. It's like crazy. Like you whisper and they they tee you. But the women, they let them. They are chattering all the time. And here's my issue with Caitlin Clark's coach. She's like, she's got to be protected. There were mean things said to her. Like, really? But we did this with Bronny James, by the way, over the weekend. Somebody posted like, oh, they shouldn't be treating Bronny James this way where they're chanting overrated. The fuck? Jonathan Givoni put him number 10 in terms of prospects. Okay? It's not Bronny's fault, but he ain't top 10. He ain't fucking top 10 in the Pac-12 in terms of po- uh, prospects. But the overrated chant is the softest of possible chants you could ever get. Like, that's sports. So, look... Either you want to be treated equally or you want to be treated better than everybody else or differently. And listen, it's okay if you want to be, hey, listen, we're women, okay? These are prideful women. Like, we don't talk to them like that. That's okay. But what you're saying when you're saying we're women, we're different is, but just that, we're different. So, yeah, and the way we we treat it, it's just like, Jesus, like, it could have been bad. It wasn't. It's a great little warning sign. You get all these. I mean, this is what happens every year. There's some kerfuffle in handshake lines. And you're like, do away with handshake lines. No. Coaches manage your fucking handshake lines. In wrestling, the world's oldest sport. Right? My son wrestled for a couple, for like a year. And it was awesome. In wrestling, you lose. You feel terrible. Sometimes you get pinned. You get thrown around. You get ragdolled. Okay? Incredibly brutal sport in terms of it's just you and the other guy on a mat. It's hard. And if they're better than you, there's nothing you can do. You know what you do when you lose? You walk over and you shake the hand of the other coach. And then when they announce the winner, you shake the hand of the winner. You know why? Because you're a fucking man and that's what you do. And you do the same thing in basketball. Somebody whoops your ass, you shake hands. Hey, man, congrats. Or you don't have to say shit. That's what you get for winning. That's the reward in winning. Is you get to walk by the other dude and look at him and know you were better than them on that day. So we do this all every, literally every year we do it. Every fucking year. Somebody storms in the court, something goes awry. Oh, we got to stop the court stormings. No, we don't. Security gets paid for a reason. Lock arms, protect the visiting team, get them off the court. Let the kids celebrate. And also there has to be a sensibility. Against Caitlin Clark, absolutely storm the court. By all means, that's the ultimate act of respect. She's so good, we're going to show up and storm the court if we win because we're that surprised or that impressed by the fact we actually beat her. But you can't do it for every game, every shot, every finish. And security actually, wait for it, has to do their job. So break down. The, the security guy was right there and took his eye off the ball for one second. Because this one dipshit lady had her phone up and she goes running out and collides with the best player in women's basketball. Lay blame at the feet of where the blame should be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose some full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. What does the Fox say? Woo, this is quite a podcast. Here's Dan Dan Patrick talking about the Ravens. For most of the year, we've talked about Lamar Jackson. Hey, get that contract. And, uh, you know, Zay Flowers loved him. You know, nobody really knew who he was. He played at BC. And you still have the, you know, maybe the greatest kicker in NFL history. John Harbaugh is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. And it was not about their defense. Their defense is elite. It is great. And I think if, if Baltimore is going to win the Super Bowl, they will win not because of Lamar Jackson, but because of that defense. Now, do you need Lamar Jackson making big plays? Absolutely. But we tend to focus on the quarterbacks. And Lamar has done, you know, he's going to be your MVP. But that defense is great. I think the defense is outstanding. Outstanding. Um, that said, the Texans had an opportunity there. But, like, look, he's had – Lamar Jackson has had a great defense just about every year he's been in the playoffs. That That's part of what, like, no one's saying. So I understand what Dan's talking about, but at some point here, he's going to have to make plays down the stretch to win a big playoff game. And one game in, he was great. Slow start, wasn't sharp to begin with. Got to go in the second half. Here's Richard Sherman and the talking about the Niners and Brock Purdy. I knew this team would struggle with the elements. I know this team, and so when you're going into the fourth quarter, and this is a Kyle Shanahan coach team who has never won when down seven points or more going into the fourth quarter, literally 0 and 30. Then I'm a little stressed. Oh, I'm a little stressed. Brock Purdy. Goes out there and he's struggling all game with the wet football. You wipe, you can see him wiping his hands. Uh, the defense has made some stops, but it's a concern. You're trying to figure out where the points are going to come from. Depot Samuel is hurt. 
hurt. He's out of the game. And you're starting to see this offense kind of stumble. And then, of course, the last drive of the game, when they have to have it, Brock Purdy makes all the plays he needs to make. He does everything he that he needs to do. Uh, key third down passes. And then, of course, the, the drive is capped by Christian McCaffrey and, and his five-yard touchdown run, and they win the game. But it, it, it showed a lot of resilience. And to get somewhere you've never been, Skip, you've got to be able to do something. You've got to be willing to do something you've never done. And they had never come back and won a game under Kyle Shanahan, went down seven points, and they were able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched the last drive over and over again, okay? Okay, check down, check down, check down. One little slant throw over the middle, Christian McCaffrey. Right? Brock Purdy had one scramble for a first down as well. And again, it doesn't matter how you do it, just how you do it. Right? But if you watched him struggle for much of the game against a defense that's not particularly good, you start to understand, like, there's some limitations there. And part of it is his youth, and part of it is he's just not a superstar. It's okay. Um, and this is like a, it's going to be a very, very interesting, um, really interesting case study. You know, I don't think Jalen Hurts is nearly as good as the elite quarterbacks in terms of throwing the football with accuracy. Even last year in the Super Bowl, he got a PI on just a kind of throw it up and hope sort of play. Like he's not a superstar elite talent. And that kind of came back around this year when you change when you change play callers you know and he tried to kind of do his own thing a little bit and I would guess as his contract comes online it's gonna be harder and harder to have star players around him so that's what you run into when you don't have a Josh Allen when you don't have a Pat Mahomes when you don't have uh, a Lamar Jackson and Lamar's not maybe the accurate thrower uh, underneath and outside the numbers but Lamar is a superstar because I mean he's got basically a jetpack, and he does throw a very good downfield ball. So I'm not diminishing what Brock Purdy did in the last drive. I'm just checking it out in the hole and giving you a kind of an honest, honest feedback. Here's Colin Cowherd talking about the Bills. I thought Buffalo was going to win this weekend. They weren't as reliant at the end of this season on Josh Allen. Um, they developed a run game. They drafted and developed new weapons. Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, Khalil Shakir. They could blow you out. They could win close. They felt more efficient. They fired their OC. They were on track. It really felt like something. And they did so much well against Kansas City. Three 75-yard touchdown drives. They had more first downs and more total plays and dominated time of possession. And they were great in the red zone. And they had, I mean, look, at third down, they were 7 of 14. And they were at home And yet yesterday, they reverted back to Josh Allen, save us. They put up the bat signal. 39 pass attempts, 12 rushing attempts. He had to overcome a weird fake punt call, a couple of big drops by receivers, couldn't stop Kansas City's run game, kicker missed a game-tying field goal. This was the Buffalo I thought was in the rearview mirror. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Pat Mahomes had to had to kind of bail out Kansas City, okay? And they tried to run the football just to no avail, right? Their best runs were Josh Allen running the football. Even if you look at the, the ill-fated last drive, right? We talk about the second down throw where he had 
a guy underneath open, and then he had a guy deep that he threw to and underthrew it. I don't know if the wind got it or what happened. But the problem was, on first down, they tried to run the football. Could there have been more creativity? Yeah. They legit tried to run the football yesterday. They just could not. You know, it's like, we want you to keep doing what you do. I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit of damned if, you, damned if you do, damned if you don't. They had some long, long drives. Um, and didn't come up with enough points. And and despite what Colin says being accurate, that they did turn to, uh, they they did turn into Josh Allen left, Josh Allen right. Like, okay, imagine if you lose that game and you didn't turn it over to Josh Allen. By the way, they had thirty nine carries. Thirty nine. He's like, well, Josh Allen had twelve carries. Yeah, he can run. James Cook had 18. That's 39 carries. They tried to run the football. And they they wanted to use him as a weapon to run the football. By the way, the Kansas City Chiefs, 23 pass attempts, 24 rushing attempts. Same thing. They had more plays. Plenty of opportunities. But Stephon Diggs, massive drop. Josh Allen, one bad throw. Had a couple other drops. What's weird about it is, in the regular season, Kansas City led the league in drops. And yet, this was a game where Buffalo had a lot more drops. A lot. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now... It's your annoying. 
Hey, Doug, so um, Tony Romo, I'm not a fan. And mm. uh, you know who's not, also not a fan is uh, Andrew Marchant. I think Marchand. I want to say his name is. Marchant. He's a fun follow during Romo games, too. Yes. Um, he has this, the kind of the same same sensibilities that I do about the guys. So this is what I did yesterday. I said I'm going to try to figure out exactly what I can't stand about his broadcasting. And I narrowed it down, and it comes down to this. He's just plainly inarticulate. He doesn't know how to describe things in a way that isn't simple. Um, and I think that's it. It's like I think a lot of people use that as – a refreshing part like when he first came up it's so refreshing just to have having every guy in there just it's kind of like listening to your buddy on the couch next to you he's it's just that he's that real but no it's annoying it comes off as inarticulate and they pay him 20 some odd million bucks a year and then i also came, it came down to this word too huge um he uses the word huge to uh, describe just about any big moment. He's a big he's a big fan of huge. And then he went as far as to say this word or this uh, sentence on national TV. Now those inches are huge. Can you play it one more time? Now those inches are huge. He says those inches are huge. Uh, one one of many things in the game that he says is huge. That fumble was huge. That miss uh, throw was huge. Tony Romo, um, I finally figured it out. He's annoying because he's inarticulate, Doug. You know, I I think there's a lot there's a lot to it. Okay, um, I know Tony. I I would say I knew him really well about ten years ago when I was at CBS. Um, and I I I don't know him nearly as well now, but I. He, I think he's actually the same guy. I don't think he's changed. Um, and he's intensely and immensely likable as a guy just to be around. I also think that what you have to remember is part of this is a CBS issue. Okay? Now, what I'm going to say about CBS will come across to some as sour grapes. It is not. I worked there for four years and the gentleman who assigned the college basketball games for me is a guy named Steve Karasik. Steve's a dear friend of mine, and I think he's really, really good at his job. And I believe when Tony was really good, especially when he first came into the booth and then his first year, Steve and several other people there, I don't know, I can't name names because I don't know if it was Ross Malloy or others, but they took special time and did warm-up games with him and really worked, worked, worked with him. And I believe what's taken place is once he got the new contract and he got the fanfare, he's just, I got it. I know what I'm doing. And it's, it's, he's not alone in that. There's very few guys at that level that take any sort of feedback. Right, that really are going to adjust because you're like, why would I adjust? I already have the contract. I'm already doing the fucking Super Bowl. I don't necessarily. I can just nod and listen to um, my bosses. Um, it'll be interesting this year. I don't know how long his deal is, but Sean McManus, who's the longtime head of CBS, is retiring, and David Burson is taking over. And I think they'll make changes in the studio. It's not crazy to think they could make a change in that game. But here's what's important to recognize about CBS. 
Okay, Phil Sims was calling the game for a long, long time. Right, and I think Nance got frustrated. I think others got frustrated because Phil kind of he did what I call commentating. Okay, and that's honestly what what um, Romo has gotten back to, which is commentating. I believe your job is to analyze and commentate. I think Romo's idol is probably, um, is, I don't know, probably maybe definitely is John Madden. And John Madden was very simple and very, you know, I, if you want to say inarticulate, but just tried to keep it simple. And I think that one of the things that I disagreed with, disagreed with, but it's definitely a philosophy of CBS is, hey, man, don't talk over the heads of people who are watching network TV. Right. They can barely hear the sound or they got to be, they got a couple beers open, like keep it simple, stupid. And I believe that broadcasting has changed. Right? You can't be like Dan Orlovsky when he does games, probably overanalyzes and it's too much and too much football talk. Um, I think there's a, I mean, I think Greg Olson has a much better feel for it when to be smart and when to just be a guy and be a fan. But I think the issue there, okay, is that, and I don't know, I don't think it's from lack of preparation or inability to be articulate. I think it's generally the way in which the mantra by which CBS has always lived, which is what you say isn't all that important. Okay. We want to look perfect. Jim Nance is going to set the scene perfect. Okay. And you're going to make it as easily digestible for as many people as possible. And they go the other way. They go way too far the other way and they keep it way too simple. And I think it undervalues the intelligence of the modern day sports fan. Of the modern day sports fan. I like that. I, that that's just always my feeling. I feel the same way about the NCAA tournament. I don't think it's that those guys can't break down a game a lot better. Like when I was there, they'd be like, man, you're the smartest guy we've ever had doing games. All right. So why don't you elevate me to doing games? Like, well, you know, blah, blah. but basically what it, it's like, it's not always about being smart. And here's what I will, I will, I agree with you in terms of how sometimes I feel underwhelmed and that he makes very average comments. And, but again, you're, are we going to, it's hard to argue with the numbers and the likability people like him. And that's really what that position is about. You don't like him. You're underwhelmed, but people like him. And that's a hard one. Right? So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big thing. Another thing that annoyed me this weekend um, so in the, we're in the middle of uh, divisional round playoffs, and this really lame report comes out. I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, this was an example of it. Multiple sources tell CBS Sports that UCLA head coach Chip Kelly has been mentioned as possible offensive coordinator by multiple head coaching candidates this cycle. Uh, multiple teams have started their due diligence on the former head coach of the Eagles and the 49ers. Um this sounds like a cut and paste from the agent. Uh, Chip Kelly has a job. He's the head coach of, of UCLA. What a strange report in the middle of a football weekend for a current college head coach to have leaked information that he's getting interest from the NFL. 
this agent obviously wanted this out there, but I'm not sure who this serves or what this serves. He has a job. Um, but And that's not even what's annoying about it. What's annoying about it is that all the insiders fell for it. Like I, I hate when there's just a shill job for an agent, That's all and all the in, all the insiders fall for it, and they report it as some kind of news when it's just some kind of an agenda from the agency. So I pointed this out, and I'm glad you pointed you brought it up. I I pointed out when um um I, I pointed out when it it posted that like this is. This is embarrassing, right? So here, here's what I would guess. <clears throat> so Jimmy Sexton is his agent, okay? Jimmy is the absolute king of college football. The king. Okay, you name the big coach, he's got him. And what the way it works when you're an insider is, hey man, do me a solid, post the story, and I'll take care of you on something you really need. Like, tell me what you really need, and I get you what you really need. But like, he makes six minutes. Like it. This is where it takes some fucking balls. And this is, by the way, what happened to me with the baseball story. Okay, where I had insight, and insiders came out and they're like, "How could you say that?" When they were like, "I heard the same thing." Now, probably shouldn't have tweeted it and posted it, considering the people who gave it to me. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't feel great about it in later days. But the point is that insiders are scared to piss off agents because that's where they get their info from. And it's one thing to be scared to piss off agents, and but there's a whole other thing too. And this is honestly why I respect Jay Glazer more than other people. It doesn't mean that Schefter's bad or any of these other guys are bad. But Glazer very, very, very rarely says anything's going to happen. But by doing that, he doesn't just post this nonsense bullshit. Okay, Chip makes six million dollars. He's not leaving a six million dollar a year job to be a coordinator in the NFL where you make a couple million dollars a year. Like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why would he? Why would he want want to consider a job? Well, because his buyout goes down this year. It's like four million and change, and then next year there's like no buyout. So basically, if he doesn't win this year, he's going to be fired. So what's the best way to make sure that you don't get fired is get a contract extension. What's the best way to get a contract extension to get leverage. Somebody else wants you. And since there's zero chance he'll be another head coach in the NFL and there's not, he's not really a viable candidate to be a head coach anywhere else in college right now because he's making $6 million. And I think Jib's done a really good job. But they're going into the Big Ten this coming year. He's taking a knife to a gunfight. It's a really hard job at UCLA. The stadium's an hour from campus. You're going to play road games. Every game this year will be a road game. Every Big Ten game will be a road game. There'll be more opposing fans than home fans. That's the way it works. He doesn't have the NIL, and it's hard to get kids to transfer in because of uh, one, the trimester system, and two, UCLA is like a legit academic institution. Like, the the chances that they really compete in the Big Ten are not great, and people are going to get pissed, and if he doesn't have a good season, he'll get fired. So, look, it's very, very obvious. You're better off, okay? The, to me, you're better off on this story. If you just say, Chip's, Chip's a year away from no 
them being zero buyout. So he's considering going back to the NFL and taking less so that he gets more stability. That'd be a real story. This is not. It's annoying. I agree with you. What else? I'm glad your instincts were in line with mine there. That makes me feel better because I I thought it was total bullshit on a Sunday morning to deal with that. So um, Anthony Rendon, um, you know, baseball in a lot of ways, free agency comes down to maybe who you didn't sign, who who chose to go somewhere else. I remember the Dodgers were in on Anthony Rendon. So um, the Angels ended up signing him, paying him a lot of money. I saw you tweet about this. Um, and a busy NFL weekend, this kind of rose to the surface because it, it was so fucking ridiculous. On the Jack Vita show, um, was asked about what he would uh, change about Major League Baseball. Anthony Rendon offered up, um, we got to shorten the season, man. It's There's too many dang games. Um, and you know what? In his defense here, I guess he was, he was I think it was tongue in cheek. He was, he was kind of chuckling. But here's the problem. You don't ever want to put yourself in a situation if you're Anthony Rendon, who's been, I think, hurt more games than he's actually played since he's been with the Angels. And he gets paid, what, 40-plus million dollars a year or something crazy. You don't even want to put yourself in a situation to have this quote out there. Like, don't say it. I know you're probably kidding, but don't say shit like this. Um, And then uh, John Papelbon, his former teammate, former closer with the Nats, uh, said this is very on brand for Anthony Rendon. I know the guy, he hates baseball. Um, and he basically confirmed the, the quote that he believes him. So Anthony Rendon, you're annoying in general because of the, your body language and the way you've handled the last three years. But for going on to a podcast and saying anything close to this, it's really short-sighted and annoying for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, seriously. Of all the guys on earth to comment on the number of baseball games when you, first of all, never played 162 games, ever, and then basically robbed the Angels blind and were an asshole while doing it. You don't have to go any further. No one is more annoying. Why are we doing this? Because we can. All right, what do you got? Remember on Friday we played Sean Strickland? who's a very colorful uh, UFC fighter from Corona, California. Um, he had said some stuff to the Canadian press that really pissed some people off. He's, he went homophobic. He went anti-trans. Uh, he, 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 he basically just kind of blew up the political correctness world last week, the Sean Strickland. So after the fight, by the way, Sean Strickland lost. Um, after the fight, Dana White was asked this question and gave this answer. You obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... Like... Free speech. Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You should, that's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. Um, I, I, I love Dana. 
Okay, I do. Um, and I, again, I consider Dana a friend. Like, he's a dude who, when he gives you his cell phone number and you text him, he actually returns your text, and he's everything he purports himself to be. There is a limitation on free speech, just for understand. Okay? Like, we're doing the, hey, free speech, you say whatever you want. Uh, a free speech. I say what you want. Like, yeah, not, how, not, not actually how it works. You can't make shit up about people. You can't create, you know, you, you can't create false narratives about people. Like, that's just not okay. So I understand completely, okay, the energy behind it. And he's also speaking, like, speaking to his fans. And like I told you guys last week, when Dana and those guys first took over UFC, I was, my old agent at the time said like, well, how do you get more mainstream? And I was like, don't lean into being anti-mainstream counterculture. And that's by the way, what they've come around to do. Cause they're so powerful. They can just say, fuck you to everybody. It's all pay-per-view people watch anyway, but there's a limit. We all know that there's a limit and the, the, here's the, can you play for me real quick? The question, Lorena, just the question. Go ahead. You obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone. Freeze. And you are- okay. The mistake in this question is what's called a trigger word. Okay. Okay. Now play the entirety of the question, if you will, after the long leash, because the long leash is the trigger word. It's the trigger word. That's what he reacts to. Now play the entire question. You obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. Like when... Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes. Okay, so again, he's simply responding, reacting to the leash thing. When the proper question is, okay, Dana, do you tell your fighter, do you give your your, your fighters any, um, any limitations on what they're allowed to say or what they can say at the podium? Or maybe, maybe that that's still a yes or no, right? So you don't want it to be yes or no. So you got to think about these questions when you ask him, you know, or Dana, it was, it was, what's Strickland's first name? Sean Strickland, I think. Sean, yep. Yeah. It's, or you can, again, it's hard because you don't always have the chance to follow up, but the proper is, what'd you think of Sean Strickland at the podium? Did you take any issue with anything? Did you take issue with, or... How would, how would you perceive his comments about the prime minister of Canada, right? And if he says, I have no problem. And then the, the, the last question is, what type of, instead of saying, giving him a yes or no, what type of guidance do you give your fighters when they're answering questions? That's not a yes or no. There's no trigger there. There's no double header. You're not violating. That's the, or you can just ask that question. What type of guidance do you give your fighters when they're at the podium? And if he says none, none. Okay. There's your answer. 
But because he uses the term leash and then he throws into homophobia, transphobia, that's what Dana reacts to. He doesn't actually give you the answer that anyone's looking for. He gives you the answer that he wanted, which is the free speech, brother, free speech, which only wins for him with his fans. Knowing that regardless of what you think of free speech, that's not actually the way it works. Let's get to our pick of the deck. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let's get to our pick of the day. We'll go to college basketball, shall we? I mean, I've just been kind of money on these things, plus there's not anything else really to pick. And tonight you got Kansas taking on Cincinnati and Carolina taking on Wake Forest. Um, Cincinnati is coming off a home loss to Oklahoma. They beat TCU at home. When last on the road, they lost a close game to Baylor. They did beat BYU on the road. Okay, they're a really interesting basketball team. And this line is eight points. I like Cincinnati plus the eight. I don't think Cincinnati wins. I think it's a really close game. Kansas coming off a road loss to West Virginia, two road games. I know it's, you know, Tuesday and a Saturday, and now they're playing Monday at home, but that can that exhausts people, especially when you're essentially playing four guys. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the daily radio show. That's at uh, 3 to 5 Eastern time. Or, of course, you can download and listen to it in its entirety. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is In the Bonus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.